0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello.
1: jay miller this week we have a very special guest the former former kano josh emmanuel now carter robinson we're going to figure out a little bit about that we're going to talk a little bit about his history in the business and all that and we're about to get
0: him on the line here in just a second Are you there, Josh?
1: Yeah. Can you hear the me? number you have dialed okay. has not been oh.
0: recognized. What, what Hold up. Oh whoa.
1: Technical difficulties what? it is the first show. Can you hear me, Josh?
0: What kind of what are you doing over there?
1: Look here, I run my radio as about as professional as I run my promotion. Don't worry about it. I got Se- this. Serious seriously. It's a first Come time on, show. Man. Give me a Give me a break here. It's a first-time
0: show. I so uh, I give you the exclusive. I give you the exclusive, and this is how you this is how you start things off. It'll it'll get on. better
1: in time. No, I agree. You, you know everything. Everything we end up doing together in this business gets off to a rocky start, but you know it all ends well.
0: Yeah, much ain't changed in fifteen years, huh?
1: So, um. So tell us a little bit about this Carter Robinson that's uh, all over Facebook now.
0: Carter Robinson is a brand. It, it's more than just a name change. It's more than just an image change. This is what it should have been from the beginning. See, for a long time, you know, everybody always gives you the advice, and you hear the advice, but, oh, you should be yourself. You should be yourself. You should be yourself. See, I never got that advice. When I first started off in business, it was like, oh, you should do this. Or, oh, you should do that. They never wanted me to be myself because they knew that I had the star quality. They knew I had the it factor. So for so many years, for 13, 14 years of actually entering competition, I've always been trying to fit myself into this image, this 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 character. And, and, it's, and it's, it's been stagnant for so long because everybody's trying to fit you in this bubble. And for the first time, for so the first time, it's been, it's been so clear to me exactly what I need to do and who I need to be, and it's like, you know what? This is who I am. I am Carter Robinson, and if you can't be, you know, any, anybody else, be yourself. So this is what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm just being myself. From now on, from here on out, any show I go to, any promotion that picks up the phone to call in to get talent, uh, that's exactly what I'm giving you. I'm giving you the A1 talent that should have been seen from day one and not the not the bubble, condensed, watered-down version of what they were trying to make me out to be.
1: Now, who is they? When you say they, you talking about promoters? Are you talking about certain people? Know exact,
0: you know exactly who they are. Come on, man. You've been around me long enough to know that there's been this cloud hanging over me, that there's been this, this, this conspiracy of, oh, oh, we can't let this kid shine too much. Or, you know exactly who it is. It, it, here, case in point, 2007, I turned the Cleveland wrestling scene on its head when I had a, a highlight match against a world-renowned wrestler in low-key. After that match, I was completely blacklisted. Now it was voted the best. It was voted the best match in 2007 voted best match in 2007. The very next month. I was in obscurity. I was now
1: were you blackballed because you had a good match or were you blackballed maybe because sometimes you don't bite your tongue like is expected. Uh, with indie wrestlers these days, you're not really supposed to have your own mind, your own free thinking. Because if you do, you seem to, uh, that phone seems to ring a little less. Do you think that was the reason? Or do you think it was jealousy or, you know, the fear of competition?
0: Think, in, all, in all honesty, I think it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of, oh, that match was too good and it wasn't supposed to be. That match was supposed to be. Uh, uh, a taking out of some sort, or of a like a hit squad of some of some sort to kind of put me in my place, but, but it, it didn't happen. You know, a wrestler like Loki is a caliber. Loki, he he came in thinking, oh, okay, I'm just gonna put it to this kid, and then when we actually got out there, and he realized who he was in the ring with, respect was given. So since now, that that, that, ang- that angered people. That, that were no. you know, in in charge or in control that angered them. So then they decided that they wanted to to show me a lesson uh, by by hiding me in lesser lesser matches or, or lower lower on the marquee. A match like that should elevate you to to the stratosphere. Case in point, there's a kid that had a match right after that. I'm not going to name names, but a kid after that had a match against another breakout star during that time period in that time frame in 2007. By the name of Alex Shelley. This kid had a match with Alex Shelley two weeks after I had my match with Loki. Another breakout match, another great match, put this kid on the map, and from there, shot him through the moon. What was the difference? What was the difference? Well, I'll tell you wow. what, the was, what the difference was. The difference was this kid got every opportunity that pushed him through. They put him in more marquee matches. They put him in that spotlight. They gave him more opportunities. Me, on the other hand, the opportunities dried up. They slowed down. The rumor mill started. Oh, he has a bad attitude. Or, oh, he doesn't want to do business.
1: And and that wasn't true. You wanted to do business. You just wanted to do it a different way than other people want to do it. Is that safe to say?
0: I, I'll put it to you like this, man. And any brand, any brand, you got to believe that your brand is the best brand out there. It's not going to go anywhere. I mean, uh, did, did Nike sit back and go, oh, I think Adidas makes a better shoe, so we'll, we'll, we'll still make shoes, but we're not going to advertise as much? No, no, they didn't do that. They went out and tried to get the biggest star possible to say, hey, these are the best shoes on the planet. So for me to try to build my own brand and to pump my chest and say yes, I am the best wrestler in Cleveland. I got, I got, I got blacklisted for it. But if another person calls himself the king of Cleveland or the best wrestler in Cleveland or the best wrestler in the world, it, you know they got they got uh, ice cream bars and 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 things put in their in their lap to, to push them through strategies. But when I do it. It's a problem. See, but now uh, this is this is where the whole Carter Robinson brand comes into play because Carter Robinson is okay with that kind of uh, shackle. I, I've been I've been used to wearing the shackle, but I know how to break free of that shackle. So the Carter Robinson brand is doing nothing but moving forward with bigger opportunities, bigger plans. It's just a bigger future. I got to leave this old moniker this old image of Kano Josh Manuel. I had to leave that in the past. that's where it belongs. All that bitterness, all the anger, all the all the blacklisting, all the black ball all all that craziness that that, that went on from from nineteen ninety nine when I started until two thousand sixteen. I have to leave that right there. I have to leave it there. Because from this point on, 2017, this year and on, it is all marquee for me. There's no longer, "Hey, Josh is the good hand, or is a good <laughs> guy that that that'll get your boy over." That that's not happening anymore. When you book me, you're booking a star.
1: Now, was there a, a little bitterness on your side? You know, when people that you know you kind of, uh, in a way, broke in with, like you know. Uh, Tyrone Evans, people like that got their opportunities, got their shots, and, and you haven't really gotten that shot yet. Was there any bitterness there? Is there any, you know, any just hard feelings towards that? Do you feel like other people got opportunities you should have got from this area?
0: There's a few people that got opportunities, but, again, they were put in place to receive those opportunities. Uh, case, like I say case of point, if, if, the, if the roles were reversed, I mean, nothing against Tyrone Evans, Michael Tarver, nothing against uh, Jonathan Gargano, nothing against uh, Matthew Justice or anybody like that. Because uh, all these guys earned their spot. They earned their keep. But flip the role. Take them out of that marquee spot and stick them in the matches that I was given and then put me in the matches that they were given. I think the outcomes would be the same. I think that's a fair assessment.
1: And I agree. And I've I've said for a long time now, in my opinion, you're one of the uh, best unsigned talents right now on the Indies. You know, I've always been a big fan of yours.
0: Let Let me stop you right there. They say one of the best. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. People go, oh, he's one of the best. They try to put me in this cluster. No, I am the best unsigned talent, not only in the state probably in this country I mean if you really look at it if you really want to look at it who's out there Who is name a person that's out there I can guarantee you I, I'm better than them I can guarantee it it's there's a difference they're in that spotlight they're in that system they're in that that uh, that coddling there's people that are pushing them along carrying them along it's just me out here it's the Carter Robinson brand. That's it. Who is Carter Robinson? I am a lot of things. I'm a lot of things. So who would who would
1: you say, or who who do you put the most blame on for uh, the lack of opportunities that you feel like you've been given?
0: You know what? I'm going to put a little bit of the blame on myself for not fighting the board a little bit more, for for falling into conformity. For not for not being the self aware person that I am, for not trusting my gut instinct, for not for, for not being for not being me, I, I'm gonna put the blame on that. Because if I were to be me, and just do what I do best, and just shine how I shine, and just stick to my guns, I, I mean maybe maybe I would have gotten a couple of more opportunities than I've 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 gotten in the past. But uh, I'm in a spot that I'm in now. Uh, and then there were some growing pains. There's a lot of growing pains, uh, and I kind of I kind of mirror my my travels here with some of. I mean, I'm I'm closing in on year 16. I said I started way too early, so 14 years old. I mean, you know this. You were you were there. I was you know, right there. Uh, so there was a lot of mistakes made early in the career that hindered me. But that I chalked that up to being youthful and ignorance. And, and just not knowing. Uh, like I said, I was a kid in a man's business. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it, it's like telling a 14-year-old, hey, you got to be the CEO of Google and, and not have things go wrong. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so I, I, as I said, I put some of the blame there for not taking a little bit more seriously, not knowing better. But, you know, now that I'm an adult, I'm closing in on 16 years. Uh, I'm going about business a little differently. uh I can't say I'm a part of this independent movement because it's unrecognizable to me. I'm not an independent wrestler, and I'll tell people that uh, all the time. I'm not an independent wrestler. I'm a. I, I am sports. I am a sports entertainer. I am a pro wrestler. Uh, I am in that in every sense of the word. So you can't group me in with these the, this indie mindset because I'm not an indie wrestler. Uh, and I think that's probably one of the things that's going to hurt me the most. But at the same time, I'm still getting uh, opportunities to be exactly who I am as a sports entertainment, uh, or, or as a sports entertainer. Uh, it's just that sometimes it's the the indie mentality has to, has to play its part, and, and that's that's kind of hard for me to do because the indie mentality does not make sense. It doesn't draw money. And, and that's what I—that's what I'm about, man. Carter Robinson is about drawing money, about being an entertainer, about being the best there it possibly is.
1: Now, uh, you know, like you kind of uh, mentioned earlier, you know, we both kind of broke in at the same time, um, and, and I—it it seems like me and you have maybe both had one of the same problems where our mouth kind of gets us in uh, more trouble than it should, uh, you know. We both Here's said my, things if, and I,
0: if, I, if I say something, if I say something, and you take it out of context, that's not on me. That's on you. Some of the things that I've said in the past, or some of the things I said uh, on media pages, or uh, that I've said uh, on shows, or things like that. If I'm in the ring, if my character is present, and you take what my character says out, out of context then you're no different than a fan buying a ticket to me. So if you took offense to that, then that's on you. you. You believe the hype. Then I did my job. That makes you a fan. You're a fan of mine. Love it or hate it, you're a fan because you believed what I was doing. I thought that was the job as a wrestler, as a sports entertainer, was to be believable. See, this This goes back to that indie mindset. That indie mindset, they want you to come to the show, clap your hands, boo, do all that. But at the end of the day, they still want to sell you a T-shirt. You're the bad guy. I don't want to buy your shirt. I don't want to be your friend.
1: And do you think that's uh, the biggest problem right now with indie wrestling is too many people worried about... Uh, not establishing characters, but uh, instead, you know, getting that pop for, oh, you know, that's a neat move or, oh, you know, that was really cool. Instead of trying to get that heel heat, they're just trying to get that this is awesome chant. Do you think that's one of the biggest problems right now? Because I notice that a lot and, you know, it kind of baffles me. Like, why why, why are you trying to get cheers if you're supposed to be the heel?
0: This is the thing. It has its place. There's, everything has its place. Comedy wrestling has its place. High-flying, what what I call popcorn matches have their place. But when your entire show consists of comedy spots and high spots, and and there's not a a diversity to it, or you're putting the same thing out there, every match is the exact same thing because nobody's protecting their craft. They're just going out there to try to, like you said, pop the crowd or get the This Is Awesome chant. And they're doing the same moves, same spots, just in different random orders. That's what makes it. Uh, that's, that's what makes it a little mundane. That's what makes. That's what makes it a problem. Is that everything has its place, but you have to do what you're doing better than anybody else. So if everybody on the show is doing the exact same thing at the same, exact same talent level, then I just watch ten matches or eight matches that were exactly the same, it's just that the people changed. That goes back to that whole Kevin Nash theory uh, on how he viewed the cruiserweights. They were all doing the same thing. They were vanilla midgets, as he referred to them. They were all the same dude, wearing, wearing similar uh, uh, attire, doing the same spots, the same holds, the same – everything was the same. But then you looked at the heavyweight division, you had different characters, you had different people doing, you know, their thing. Granted, Kevin Ash was probably wasn't probably the, the most dynamic wrestler, he didn't have to be. He was seven foot tall. That in itself was the gimmick. You know, people bag on John Cena for having five moons of doom. But he's been doing those same five moves for fifteen years without what, maybe two major injuries in fifteen years? But then you get a guy that has all the talent in the world, probably one of the greatest wrestlers ever, stepping into an a, school a ring. His career is over, and he's thirty-some years old. And Daniel O'Brien.
1: Now, did that did that ever scare you? Because you know you started out fourteen years old. Uh, did it ever scare you that maybe you know uh, the business would take a toll on you, and you wouldn't be able to uh, do it? You know, at a young age, you you would be. You know, your body would be to the point where you couldn't go anymore at a young age. Did that ever concern you?
0: This is a concern to me just because uh, when I first started off, I had this mindset, and it took me a long time to get back to this mindset. It's almost being invincible as, as a youth, as a, as a kid, you know, between the ages of 13 to 21, you had this, this sense of being untouchable and un, un, like nothing can save you. So, yeah, I did a lot of dangerous stuff when I first started. I did i i i did some i did some really risky stuff that took miles years' time off of my life and my body, but then you get smarter you get better you learn that you don't really need to do so much and i I'll say that that saved my career uh tenfold uh I had a crazy accident um uh, maybe three and a half four years ago. Uh, attempting to do a, 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 a maneuver, and uh crack my C1. So that's the first disc in your neck that controls all head movement. Uh, if it would have broke any farther than what it did, uh, I would be a quadriplegic right now, if not dead, because that's how serious uh, that disc is. Uh, but fortunately for me, it was just a uh, more of a stress fracture from wear and tear from all the other things I've done in my life. Uh, amateur wrestling, professional football, uh, adding in the wrestling—it uh, was just time for it to give out. You know, you can't put, can't put that much stress on that that, that area without something happening, uh, and that caused me to refine my in-ring uh, persona a little bit. And and by doing that, it like I said, it's gotten me to this point now where it's like, you know what? You should have been doing this from the beginning because this is who you are. Now, this is what Carter Robinson is. He's a wrestler. Can he? Can he go up top? Can he fly? Yeah, I can do it. But why? I mean, you look at my background, man. I've been a striker and a wrestler uh, my entire life. You know, I, I started in martial arts as a kid, picked up kickboxing, Muay Thai boxing. Uh, I started grappling and wrestling by uh, middle school. So by the time I started training for pro wrestling, I was also training in amateur wrestling and jujitsu. So. It's like, why why didn't I just keep with that pattern? Because that is what, I mean, the basis of the sport is all about. So now that I can blend all these styles together, that just makes me that more unique than any other uh, junior heavyweight or cruiserweight or light heavyweight out there. Uh, Can I wrestle with the heavyweight? Oh, yeah, not a problem, not a problem. Can I get in there and go with the cruiserweight? Without a doubt.
1: Now, who, uh, Maggie, there's there's a little while there, and, you know, I was kind of around for this, where you kind of became the go to guy to put over, you know, less talented people. Uh, You know, there's a show we traveled to, and, uh, you know, they they put you in there with someone that could barely lace his own boots, you know, up. And uh, you you actually got a good match out of him. Do you you take pride in the fact that knowing, you know, you're kind of the guy that they go to when they, you know, they're less talented people need be put over?
0: Uh, For a time period, I did. And then I I realized how idiotic and how stupid that was. I took pride in going, hey, I can pull a match out of anybody. Uh, And and it it took a conversation with Jerry Lynn to, to pull me out of that. Because he fell into that same trap as well. 14 years, he was the fall guy. 14 years, he was the the guy that they brought in to put the stars over. But Jerry Lynn, in his own right, is a star in himself. Greatest in-ring wrestler uh, that, that that I've seen in a long time. Uh, and I patterned a lot of my stuff after, after Jerry Lynn. Because he was able to get in there and wrestle like a heavyweight. He can get on the mat. He can, he can fly. He can do everything with anybody, it didn't matter who, he was never outmatched, he was never uh, outclassed, you know, he always pushed the envelope when given the opportunity, see, but for years, Mr. JL, or, or whoever, they, you know, they stick him in there with, he, he was the fall guy making the other guy look good, so, it, 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 yeah, for a time period, I took pride in that, pulling matches out of people who were three or four days into training. Had no business on the show. They only made it there because they sold enough tickets, you know, or or there were the promoter's, uh, you know, kid or th- th- some kind of tie to the to the company. And it was like, oh yeah, we got to give the kid a match, but we got to make him look good. And, and I was that guy for a long period of time, but that time period's over. That time period is over. It's been over for a long time. I said, now it's time for people to start giving me the respect that I deserve not only as a 16-year veteran in the sport, but just as an entertainer and, and a wrestler in general. I mean, that's what Carter Robinson is about. This, this is what this whole brand, the Carter Robinson brand, who is Carter Robinson? Carter Robinson is about respect. Carter Robinson is, is a star, and he's going to be treated like such. And if at any point it feels like he's not being treated as such, he's just going to take things into his own hands. And making sure that he gets what he needs and gets what he deserves. all
1: right. Well, let's talk about some of the places that uh, your career has taken you. you know, I mean, you've gone from working, you know, in front of ten people at, you know, the Shamrock, to you know, being used regularly on WWE programming, you know, in sold-out arenas. Uh, you know, what? How did how did that journey feel? Like your first time working for WWE uh, as an extra or whatever. How did that feel? Was there any kind of gratification there? Did you look at yourself and think, you know, all this hard work was worth it? All this, you know, nights of working in front of barely anyone for little to no pay, did it all feel worth it?
0: Well, the first time I got my – first time I was able to to be an extra talent uh, was I want to say, like late 2007. It was during the uh, Unforgiven pay-per-view with uh, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho – uh, had their feud. Uh, Punk was just making his name on the roster. Um, Manu uh, from the Wild Samoans. He 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 was making his debut. Jack Swagger was making his debut. Um, and a couple others. Uh, Cody Rhodes and, and Legacy. You know they they were bringing bringing into. Uh, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it and it was like okay, there's a lot of generational superstars that are here and I'm here too. And I don't have any ties. I'm not a third, second generation. Uh, I don't have a family tie to the to the entertainment side of wrestling. But I'm here, so I took pride in that point. And, and that's where it stops because you got to have a realization like, hey, I'm here, but I'm only here in this capacity. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, you got to humble yourself just a little bit. You know, you're not there. You're not a superstar. You know, for one day or two days, you're a member of that roster. So you have to be a member of that roster and do what is asked of you. But and at no point are you the next John Cena or are you, are you debuting next up on TV. I mean, there's, there's those one-off situations where, you know, uh, the certain, certain writers looking for a certain thing to, to go and, and, and they find, you know, that person as, as an extra, um, you know, case in point, Colin Delaney. You know, they were looking for uh, that style of character to debut right away. Uh, and he had the skill set to pull it off. And, he, and he, he ran with it for a long time and more power to him. Uh, currently, James Ellsworth, who's a guy that we ran, you know, we, we cross paths with. Um, I, I recently saw him the last time I did Extra Talent, which wasn't too long ago. And and uh, like you said, he goes, dude, I'm just thankful for, for them taking a, a chance with, with a guy like me. He, so, you know, so those kind of opportunities come one, once in a billion, you know. Uh, but, to, but to get the opportunity to be there and take it as, a, as exactly what it is, it's a learning experience. Yeah, And every time I get to go up there, it's always a learning experience. It's always something new that I pick up. And it's also, it helps me and it hinders me. It helps me in the sense that I know I'm on the right track and I know that w- within, the, within the next few years, you'll probably see me there. Uh, oh, d- definitely, you'll see me there. Uh, whether it be NXT or 205 and live or SmackDown or Raw, uh, that, that's, that's going to happen. I, I, I know that from from sitting here today. I know that will happen for me. Uh, but it also hinders me in the, in the fact that when I, come, when I come and do independent wrestling, and, and you can see that there's such a large gap in and, 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 and the realization of, of what we do, like any and independent wrestling, there's there's this ginormous gap from going from being an extra talent and being part of the locker room and seeing how business is supposed to go, and then coming back down and seeing guys pretend to be uh, the, the you know the next level, uh, and that that goes for a lot of indies, uh, even some of the more more well known indies, um, just how business is handled. It's like they're trying to copycat instead of just being what the independence system, which is that feeder system. That's why there's certain hubs that are putting out more talent than other hubs. And those hubs are just borrowing that talent from those places. You look at a hub like Florida. There's, there's guys that are debuting on NXT as extras and getting matches on NXT and they're, and they're wrestling for their local Florida companies. But also those local Florida companies are taking their guys and sending them to Puerto Rico, or they're sending them over to Japan to, to spend time in the dojo, uh, and then you'll see them pop up in other hubs as oh internet darling so and so is coming here for one night only, or so and so is coming here to do this, and it's like that's not that's not unique. You're bar you're taking someone else's promoting skill. And making it yours and saying, oh, look at how great my company is because I got all these stars here. No, these stars are coming here because you're paying them to, but they were actually groomed and grown somewhere else. That's it. You know, I
1: never really heard it explained like that. That actually does make a lot of sense. Uh, You know, with my own promoting, I, you know, I try to get a, a decent name on every show. But I always do it in a way to kind of try to put over some of my homegrown talent. Uh, do you see that as the right way to do things, or do you still feel like that's
0: using someone else's older, work? It's it's an older way of doing things. Cause, I mean, when we broke in, there was a there was a time when your top guy would you know would get a match with a guy from OVW, you know, or or something like that, you know. But that time period has changed. They like said the, the sports changed, the business has changed and it's almost like you have to to be a re- a relevant company, you have to kind of uh rest on your morals a little bit and kind of go with the flow of things. Uh, but see but what Carter Robinson and, and the brand, you know, I'm not gonna just sit there and let those kind of opportunities pass me by. Like I say that there there's not a, a internet darling or or super trendy wrestler that is, is any better than what I, I am. And I wholeheartedly believe that. I mean, you could name any of those guys that that fans believe are the next the next best thing or the next signed thing or the, the next package that should be, you know, oh, they should have signed him yesterday. Well, I, I should have been signed two years ago. If you think they, that they should be signed yesterday, and then I should have been signed a, a long time ago. is that That's how I feel about it. And I said you you can name off anybody, and I can guarantee that we're the same caliber. They may do things a little differently. They may have more of a spotlight on them, but again, that that goes to sh- to show you that somewhere down the line they got a little bit more help than what you know someone a, a, in my shoes was getting at the time. And I said this, this is not to dwell on the past. This is this, this, this interview, this exclusive that I'm giving you. It's to pretty much launch into the future. Like you said, my my career is taking me in some some twists and turns, but I'm sitting pretty right now. I just cashed my my what was it sixteenth or seventeenth paycheck from that company up north. Uh, I'm now, sitting pretty right now. Speaking
1: speaking of uh, you know that company, uh, in your time there, who do you who do you think you learned the most from on their roster, whether it be backstage, road agents. Who do you think, who have you learned the most from just kind of listening to or watching uh, in your time up there? It's,
0: it's, a, it's, a, it's a who's who's list. Not to name drop or, or do anything like that, but almost everybody's there. As long as you open your mouth and, and ask for advice, they're willing to help you. I mean, there's a few people that are just a little too busy, and that's understandable. But there's a lot of guys uh, from, from agents to roster members to, to people who work backstage, sound guys, technicians, um, gear makers, you know, seamstress. There, there's, there's tons of people. Uh, but you, but you got to feel, like I said, you can't go there and sit on your thumbs. You can't go there and go, oh, I'm just an extra talent guy. Uh, and then you can't go there and go, oh, I'm a superstar either. That will that'll never get you brought, brought back. And I've seen that happen firsthand where where people took the you know, the bull by the horn, so to speak, and um and just did it the wrong way. Uh, they just did business the wrong way and it, it got them completely blacklisted to where they'll probably never be brought back. So like I said you you have to be comfortable there. And the more I go, the more comfortable I get, the more positive feedback I got, um and and the more more opportunities, more doors, the more avenues I have to make my way uh and, and to to getting there full time and i mean and that's the goal that's why that's why i go i don't go just to you know to be that indie guy who's getting the free catering and the and the quick paycheck there's a lot of guys that do that that's not what i do i go there and, and i treat it as such as hey I, I i got my job for the next 3 3 or 4 days i'm going to get the most out of it until i have to go back and, and, and settle into this, this independent lifestyle.
1: Now, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're not one of the biggest guys out there, obviously. Uh, so do you, do you look at like people like CM Punk as someone that's kind of opened the door for you to have a better opportunity at reaching that goal? Um, You know, because for the longest time, WWE was the big man's game. And in in, in a way, it still is. But that is slowly changing as we see, you know, uh, Finn Balor getting the universal title. You know, Seth Rollins, you know, having a crazy uh, amount of, uh, you know, push behind him. Do you see, you know, kind of like the CM Punks as being the people that made those opportunities available for them and for you to possibly, you know, get to that
0: point? I mean, not really. Um, it, 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 the CM punks and the, 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 you know, the Finn Balor's and Seth Rollins and, uh, the, um, Dean Ambrose's, the, these are all internet guys, uh, who are all great in their, in their right. Like I said, I'm not taking any thing away from their ability as wrestlers. I mean, I wrestled, uh, Dean Ambrose in his second match ever, <laughs> you know, like his, his second match ever, you know, um, you know, I've been on shows with, with Seth Rollins. I've, uh, I've I've worked with uh, CM Punk before he was even, you know, the 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 voice of the, the voiceless. Uh, and 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 all these guys, even when I cross paths with them as, as as an extra backstage, they they know who I am. They know exactly why I'm there. They're, they're sometimes baffled that I haven't been picked up yet. Um, and and that just snowballed into other. Uh, other people taking notice, uh, current champions taking notice, um, other roster members, you know, that, you know, across paths with are taking notice. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, they open the door, but you mentioned, like, you know, not the biggest guy, you know, six foot. I'm, I'm, I'm ranging anywhere between uh, 185 and 205 pounds, just depending if, uh, if I'm doing a jiu-jitsu tournament or not. But even at the weights that I'm at, I'm still considered one of the bigger guys when you, when I'm walking around backstage. Um I mean case in point this this last time of Extra Talent there was an opportunity for me to um to to get in the ring with uh, a couple of the guys from the 205 and live. Uh but they had to pass on it because it to them it wasn't believable for me uh to be that to be a cruiserweight because I carry myself bigger than what I am. Uh, and, and that's something I picked up from the Macho Man as a, as a, as a fan, uh, as him as a kid, and then becoming know, even bigger fan of him uh, as a student of the game. You know, he wasn't a very big guy. I mean, when he when he broke in in the land of giants at 5'11", maybe 210, 220 pounds at tops, you know, he became a world heavyweight champion when guys like Andre the Giant and and Hulk Hogan and Big John Studd. And, and superstar Billy Graham, these six five, two seventy, two sixty, seven foot monsters were were roaming the, the lands of WWE. You know, he stood out because he carried himself bigger than life. And and that's what Carter Robinson is all about. So don't let the 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 size fool you. I don't need to be a seven foot monster. I don't need to be a two hundred and sixty five pound giant. I don't need to be, you know, the two hundred and forty pound uh monster. I am dangerous. My skill set alone screams danger. You know, when I get in the ring, I, I can be just as violent, just as vicious, just as nasty as a heavyweight. But I can be just as graceful and great and just as, as smooth as a cruiserweight. That's what makes me dynamic. That's what makes me unique. That's what makes me different. But again, to, to be able to see what Carter Robinson does. You got to be able to pull that trigger as a promoter. Any promoter that's out there listening right now, you got to be able to pull that trigger. It, it, it's it's strange to me that promoters go, oh, I, uh, you know, I got my core set of guys, and, and your core set of guys don't draw a nickel. But when you have a bona fide superstar that's been, like you said, on WWE TV programming. On a, on a worldwide basis multiple times Not just once or twice They don't, they don't just stick me on there just because They stick me on there because they know Hey that kid has some kind of screen appeal
1: Oh I mean you are the UWL Champion so you know That's you know You got something going for you
0: there I think you got the UWL, You got the UWL Heavyweight Championship I have the Ohio Heavyweight Championship uh, uh, For another promotion In Akron uh, the underground wrestling, uh, so I got the heavyweight championship. So I had these titles, and all the titles are well and good. But I mean, I, I didn't really get into it for all the titles, you know. Titles are great. That's just they're just a confirmation that I am who I am. I am a champion. I know that. I already know that. And if you, it, I mean, and you can always be yourself. But if you can be me, you you might as well just be me. And that's how I always look at it. If you can't, if you can be yourself. Be yourself. If if you could be Carter Robinson, then you should be Carter Robinson. Why? Because Carter Robinson is a champion. Carter Robinson is going to the top. I mean, this the, the, Those are two titles that I got within the beginning of 2017. We're only three, three four months into 2017, and already have two titles. Okay? The titles will come. I know that. Uh, my, my my goal is to 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 draw as most money as I possibly can. That's where that's where the money is. Titles, yeah, titles mean a, a little bit, but drawing money—that's even better.
1: Be the biggest draw. You
0: know what? I don't need the I don't need the title to be the biggest draw. I mean, take a case of point here. There's a show coming up in, in the next couple couple weeks. Here, it's uh, UXWA in Brooklyn, Ohio. It's their biggest show of the year, uh, their anniversary show, slam it's mania It's coming up, and, and you know they got all their marquee guys on the flyer, things like that. And, and 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 hey, credit to them. The, those guys, you know, they're they're advertised. They're they're being pushed to the moon. But the one thing that they don't have is the drawability of Carter Robinson. And, and that that's going to show tenfold. So it doesn't matter what kind of match they put me in that night. It, it it'll probably be. I know for a fact my match will be the best match on the card, guaranteed hands down. And I don't I don't oh. need the title to to, to do that.
1: Well speaking of titles, uh you know, you you spent a lot of time talking about uh, you know, being the best at what you do. Let's let's kind of talk about you winning that UWL title. Uh you know, the way you did it though was kind of uh
0: kind of sneaky. Some
1: people say some people say smart, some people say sneaky. I mean you you hid outside the ring until the final seconds and then you, str- then you had help.
0: Then you had help. You had help
1: from two other people.
0: No help needed. No help needed. It's a strategy. You pick your spot, you pick your opportunities. That's another thing. If everybody goes, oh, who is Carter Robinson? Carter Robinson is an opportunist, he's a strategist, he's a thinker, he's an outside the box thinking. I'd already had a match earlier that night. So why would I go back out and put myself through more punishment when I can pick my spot and cash in? That's exactly what I did. So call it sneaky, call it underhanded. Uh, You can call me champion. That's what you can call it. As far as the the help goes, I mean, two guys recognize the skill set. They recognize the talent. They recognize the star power. They recognize the opportunity. To align themselves with someone such as me, Carter Robinson. I mean, you got Whoa, two what? guys that are that are are up and coming. They're they're the tag team champions. I mean, Jackson Cade is probably the most unique big man I've seen in a long time. He has that potential to be a star. Lex Vegas has that. Charisma to be a star. You put them two together, with the guiding hand of a Carter Robinson, you have yourself the makings of, of an unstoppable tandem, a faction that cannot be beat, cannot be touched. It's going to be hard pressing to find anyone, anyone, to come in and 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 take the straps off of, uh, any any of the three. Well, like I like you said, you, you, you can bring in any in a, internet wrestling star that you, that you like. I guarantee they they will not last. They will not last in the ring with me. You can bring any tag team you want, any tag team in the world you want. But with Jackson Kane and Lex Vegas under my wing, under my tutelage, that's going to be a tag team that's going to have the paddles probably longer
1: than a new day it'll probably rain longer than a new day and, and it's interesting happening. one of the things you mentioned was you already had to wrestle that night uh, before the title uh, opportunity but once again that that all leads back to something we talked about at the beginning of the show was your mouth getting you into trouble uh because you kind of came out there and uh voiced your gripes at the wrong time in the wrong place, you know. As we're so you, trying to start the you show, you say wrong
0: time, wrong place. You say wrong time, wrong place. There's no better time. There's no better place. And like I said, you you brought in you you bring in a star of my caliber for an opponent. For an, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. Chess Flexer is a is a an, an okay guy. He's an okay guy. Nothing against him, but he has no business being in a ring with me. He's not going to try to make a name off of me. He's not going to try to launch himself to the next level off of me. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's the opponent you lined up for me. No, because anything, I I should have came out there. I should have came out there in the beginning of the show, stepped into that ring. You should have said, hey, since you graced us with your presence, here is the UWL Heavyweight Championship. You deserve it. Your, well, let's actually on your talk about that. Alone, you should be champion. That's that's what should happen.
1: Well, well, let's actually talk. We actually did not have a, an opponent for you at all that night. You were not really even supposed to be there. Uh, you kind of took it upon yourself just to kind of, you know, hijack the show. And uh, I mean, I I did what I felt like I needed to do. And you know, at the end of the night, you you walked out with with the title nonetheless. But. Uh, You kind of came in there on your own.
0: You call it hijacking? You call it, you call it, I I am the champion now. There's nothing you can really do about it. You can line them up. I'm going to keep knocking them down. This is a good problem for you to have. I, I want you to realize that. This is a good problem for you to have. You have a brand as your heavyweight champion in UWL. You have a Carter Robinson brand. You don't have just another independent vessel. You don't have just another washed-up old-timer coming through being your champion for a couple of months until the paydays dry up. You have an actual brand pushing your company to the next level. You should thank me. You should thank me. Because before I came in, before I called and walked in those doors of UWL, you were going nowhere fast. You know it. You know it. But with me, so- me as, a, me as a face, me as the champion of UWL. And with my boys behind me as the tag team champions of UWL. You can only go up from here.
1: So you're pretty much saying that you don't care who we bring in to face you for that title, you're going to walk out the champion.
0: It's a it's – a, I mean, not sure Dom is going to predict this. Seriously. So, what Carter happens Robinson, when... when... Carter, Carter, Carter Robinson Brand is going to be champion until he no longer wants to be champion. Until I no longer have a need to be champion or want to be champion. This is the only time that belt's going to come off my waist. Well, while
1: we're on the subject of UWL, there's a little bit of controversy created by you, uh, Jackson Cade, and Lex Vegas when at the end of the night, you, uh, you guys kind of named your group you know, after you uh, put your hands on not only an official, uh, you put your hands on me as well, uh, you know, and you, and you named your group uh, Black Wrestlers Matter. What, what What's the story behind that? Do you guys feel like...
0: You, so, you, you say it, you, it. See, this is where you go. Wrong place, wrong time for you. You know you had no business in that ring. You didn't have no business in that ring. <laughs>
1: You you attacked yeah, one of my employees. Of, you attacked my referee. It was my job as you know the man behind the company. I had to check on my employee. He's not a wrestler, and you put your hands on him.
0: He had no business being in the ring at that point.
1: His job. He's his a referee. Was done. That's
0: his job was done. He raised my he hand. Was he was raising your hand and get out of my ring. Raise my hand, give me my title, get out of my ring. At that point, his job is done. As far as the Black Wrestlers Matter movement, it goes back to what I've been saying this entire podcast, man. It's time to put a spotlight on those wrestlers that are just that good, but normally wouldn't get that spotlight because of, you know, they don't want them to have it.
1: Hey, yeah, it's it's crazy cuz you feel like that be you know especially uh within UWL because uh, of our personal history, you know, like I said, you know, like we talked about earlier, we broke in together, um you know, to, with the house of insanity. Uh you know, I on my office wall I have the picture of us, you know, 15 years old, you know, posing in the ring, two kids just, you know, wanting to do something in this business. And for you to kind of use my company, my, you know my, my baby more or less, to to get your agenda over your personal agenda at my own expense, you should, you know, I did. you should thank
0: me. You should thank me for doing that on your show on your, ba- using your baby as a platform for this. You should thank me, just like you should thank me now for coming onto your podcast. You should thank me for that, because like I said, you have the Carter Robinson brand pushing your agenda to the stratosphere. I could have done this on any other podcast. I could have did that on any other wrestling show. I chose yours. You should thank me for doing it. Look at You say controversy. I call it attention. Look at the attention you're getting now. Everybody wants to know what's the Black Wrestlers Matter movement. Everybody wants to know, who is Carter Robinson? What's what's wrong with Kato? Why is he change? What is Does he have an identity crisis again? Questions are being asked. But I don't think people are ready for the answers. You say, well, well, what's the meaning behind the Black Wrestlers Matter movement? I don't think you're ready for the answers yet. But guarantee this, I guarantee you this, it will be advertised. It will be The revolution will be advertised. It will be televised. The agenda will be pushed forward. It's only going to get better from here. Answers will come. I'm I'm not sure people are ready for them. Answers are coming. I just don't think people are ready for them.
1: So is it an identity crisis or is it finding yourself?
0: It's neither. It is what it is. I am who I am. I am Carter Robinson. The Carter Robinson brand is what you're going to see from here on out. If you don't like it, that's tough. you got to live with it. I'm not going away. I'm not going anywhere. Kinda, uh, I, I know people were hoping that that neck injury would have put me out three years ago, but I'm still here. I know people think that, oh, you know, if I can squeeze him off of this show or keep him off of this show, that he'll, he'll just disappear and go away. No, I'm in your face. I am full frontal. So there's no stopping you... this, tra- there, no stop this train. There's no stopping this train. Every, t- every time you try to deny me, every time you try to put a roadblock in front of me, that just makes me come at you that much more harder, that more – just that more intense.
1: So do you feel like so your new up- attitude – do you feel like your new attitude has put a target on your back then? Do you feel like people are going to be aiming for you and, now that you have this new attitude and you have this, you know, oh, no, experience with WE and everything else?
0: Target's not on my back. Target is not on my back at all. The target is on the back of every one of your favorite internet companies, internet wrestlers. That's where the target's point because the, you think those people are the best. You think those companies are the best and they have the best talent and, and that's how you evaluate it. None of them, none of them have stepped in the ring with me and they haven't done it for a reason because they know they'll be exposed. That's the bottom line. They will be exposed. And the ones that are are brave enough to step in the ring with me, they know they have to give me respect at the end of the night. So they don't want to do it. That's what the Carter Robinson brand is all about. It's about pushing the envelope. It's about pushing competition. It's about putting a target on other people's backs. I'm not being hunted. I'm the hunter. I'm chasing it down. And one by one, I'm going to pick off like a sniper. I'm going to pick off every last one of them. Everyone that you think or you say is better than me, those are the targets. Because I will expose and prove each and every last one of them for the farce that they are. There's too many people out there believing their own hype, man. There's too many people out there believing their own hype. And it takes a guy like Carter Robinson to come along and put them in their place to let them know, hey, be yourself. But in the end, if you have the opportunity, you should be like me. You should be Carter Robbins.
1: Well, let, let's kind of go back once again to, you know, you with uh the commission, Les, Lex Vegas and Jackson Cade. Uh, you know, this is on um, the first time you've, you know, kind of had alliances with people and they never really seem to last. It seems like you kind of, use people for their worth and then kind of drop them. I mean, we've seen it in the past with, uh, you know, Jay Ice, uh, you know, uh, Tyrone Evans, you know, people that you, you use know, you have use people,
0: use people, I mean, yeah. I didn't use these people, I have not used these people. Tyrone Evans was my first student. He's the first, he's the first person that I took under my wing. He has his success because of me. And there's not a day that goes by that he doesn't call me and thank me for putting him in the situation that he's in. You want to talk about JI? You want to talk about James Dean? He's another one that that day does not go by that he doesn't call me and tell me, "Hey, thank you for putting me in this position. Thank you for giving me the opportunity." Because if it wasn't for you, I'd never be able to do half the things that I've
1: Oh, you know, even say, them, even say those.
0: You say, say used people. The only person getting used around here was me. I'm the one that was getting used.
1: Well, I, I kind of see it from a different point of view because we can go even back a little farther. Uh, you know, during the real action wrestling days there at the Shamrock, uh, when you won that title from uh, Shane Taylor, Uh, If I remember correctly, it was with my help at the time, Uh, then within a week, you had no association with me. You know, I, I actually, it it was something we masterminded together is, you know, at a dark time in my life when I was, you know, my mindset wasn't right and I wasn't doing things the right way. I, I had my own interest. And at the time, your own interest in mind, you know, I, I, I screwed a lot of people over in that time, but once I got you, I got you to that level of being the R.A.W. champion. You kicked me to you the curb as well. You, had,
0: you think you had a hand in getting it? Did you get in the ring? you get in the ring with Shane Taylor?
1: Did you, I, take the I, I was,
0: did you take the slams? Did you take the bumps? No, that wasn't you. That was me. That was me out there. I won that title from Shane Taylor. I won that from him. But, like well, let's said, you be you completely were, you honest. Were dark, but you, were, you were in a dark space. I thought that you were going on a downward spiral. I wasn't about to take my opportunity in my new championship in that downward spiral. And if, if my memory serves me correctly, I was a dual champion at that time. I was holding two heavyweight titles, kind of like how I'm holding two heavyweight titles now. See, that's a, the that's a thing with me. Once, once I get that spotlight, people want to try to take it away from me. See, but I, I'm not letting that happen anymore. That's not going to happen anymore. Back then, yeah, it, it it ran its course. Dual champions trying to trying to do every everything for everybody, trying to please everybody, trying to to fit in the mold, trying to be the team player. Hey guys, we can all be friends. I'm a dual champion for a reason. Now, it's my skill set allows me to be. There's not a person out there that can match me. So I'm, so a, I'm you... on the path now. I'm collecting titles. I'm, I'm pushing envelopes. I'm drawing the money. Any show that I'm on, I'm going to draw the money. And if I am your champion, you should thank me for wanting to be your champion, for winning that title from the bum that you had to strap on.
1: So, how does it, uh, you know? So you won that title like we set off a of Shane Taylor. Uh, you know, so going back, how does it feel to see that he's he's pretty much been on a meteoric rise uh, the last few years? He He's really made a name for himself, you know, Reign of Honor. Uh, he's signed with Reign of Honor now. You know, is,
0: do and that's you great feel for like— Shane you, That's great for the Shane Taylor brand. He's made some huge strides considering where he came from and how he got his start. Super proud of him. He made the right connections. He had the right people behind him. He didn't have people trying to use him He had people helping him See I got used I got used for years And I want to kind of say this, I want to, I kind of want to put it out there Maybe maybe he saw how I was being used And learned from my own mistakes And he's at the point where he's at now And I'm proud of him I'm happy for him But he needs to know that I'll see him soon I'm not far off from being where he's going to be or Or, or maybe even a step above that
1: And do you think once you get to that point where he is, you think history will repeat itself? Do you think you still have Shane Taylor's number if you make it to that point?
0: Always. Always. Once you know a man, you know his weaknesses. I said every day that Shane Taylor gets strong, I get stronger. Every day that he gets smart, I get smarter. I don't let all of my tricks out of the trade. There's plenty of guys that I've helped there's plenty of guys I've mentored. There's a lot of people that I took under my wing, but I didn't teach them everything I know, but I taught them everything that they know. That That's the difference. I know everything that they know, but they don't know everything that I know.
1: So you, you say you've mentored a lot of people. Uh, who Who would you say because of you had the most success?
0: I mean, you can run down the list. You can run down the list. I've touched, I've touched many. I've touched many. There's many guys that i crossed paths with, been in the ring with, and, and their career has gone in, in different directions. Some up, some down. Some stayed stagnant. Uh, some just disappeared off the face of the earth. But at this point in time in, in my career, they're not even worth mentioning. To the end it, it's not about them. It's about me. It's about the Carter Robinson brand. It's about moving forward. It's about drawing that big money.
1: So let's let's talk about drawing that big money. Who do you uh, who do you own your success to? Is it just yourself, or is there you know is there other people that that you you can say are part of your success or part of the reason for your success?
0: my, my success is homegrown. It's self made. I didn't get the, the help or the push or the opportunity that I can go. Hey, I'll credit this guy to this. I'll credit that guy to that. I mean we all had to break in, we all had our start. You know, I'll give credit to my trainers for, for for taking the time and showing me the showing me the basics, showing me the ropes. But as far as anything else that happened in my career, it was all done by me. I had to build this. Now I have the brand in place. I have the brand in place, the Carter Robinson brand, the stamp of of uh of what it means to be a sports entertainer, to be a professional wrestler, this brand, this name, this image from top to bottom, from the suits I wear to the in-ring apparel, to the in-ring style, to the matches, to the titles, the gates that have been drawn by having my brand on any part of your organization, that's what it's all about. That's what the business needs to get back to. It has to stop being this click buddy association everybody's trying like i said everybody's trying to mimic what the click was clicks about money you had a you had a group of five guys who were talking about drawing money and they didn't care how they did it but now you got these clicks out here that are about making towns they just want to get booked they don't want to draw money they just want to get booked that's not the way. That, that's not. That's not how you make money. That's not how you become a star. It's not how you get to the next level just by making towns. How about draw the town?
1: All right. <clears throat> so with that being said, let's let's do a little, uh, you know, because you you've worked with uh, pretty much the who's who in Ohio and other areas. Uh, let's kind of do a little name association. I'm gonna throw you out a name, and let's just see kind of give your honest opinion about them. Uh, Because obviously me and you both know you're not one to kind of mince words. You'll say what you uh, feel. So let's go down the list and just kind of name a few people. Uh, Let's start off with Tyrone.
0: Hey, you know, he is who he is, but he's no Carter Robinson.
1: All right. uh, Eddie Insane.
0: Again, another guy. Who, who he is, who he is, and I'm guaranteeing if he had the opportunity to be me, he definitely wanted to be Carter Robbins.
1: Uh, let's, let's go with Johnny Gargano, someone you kind of you've seen from the beginning of his career.
0: Hey, and Johnny is who he is. He, he's uh, he's that Wonder Boy. He's uh, to me he he, he could be compared to um, a homegrown. Hand picked star. I mean, given that kind of push of, uh, of and, and with his talent level, he, he should be where he is. I mean, if he wasn't, it'd be a disappointment. Uh, but again, he's definitely not Carter Robinson. It, it, I mean, right. given giving the same, put us in the same platform, and he'd be itching to be me.
1: All right. Let's go with another one of your former partners. Uh, we mentioned him earlier, James Dean.
0: And a good kid. Has a bright future. But, I mean, he knows it deep down inside. He'd rather, he'd rather be Carter Robinson. He knows that. I think he knows that. Is
1: there is there anyone out there that doesn't want to be Carter Robinson?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's pretty people out there that just want to be themselves. I'm just telling you, man, that if you had the choice between being yourself and being me, hey, you should always be me. You should always be Carter Robinson. That's what this brand is all about. Like you, you guys, I'm I'm telling you, the Carter Robinson brand. Who is Carter Robinson? Soon that that answer will be 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 tenfold. You'll know exactly who Carter Robinson is. And that everyone's going to want a piece of the Carter Robinson brand. I can guarantee that. So right now it may I mean, seem a little crazy to you. It may seem a little crazy to you. It may seem a little narcissistic to you, but just let the wheels, the wheels are in motion. Let the machine do what it does.
1: I can, I can honestly say I've known you what, 16 years now. This is definitely a completely new you, uh, to me, uh, you know, and I, I even started seeing, you know, you, these changes started happening not that long ago. And, and it's kind of crazy to me how uh, I would say full of yourself you have become uh, lately. Do
0: you count that as part of or your is it confidence? Is it full of myself or is it confidence? Uh, 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 is, being, is it being too confident? Is that a crime? Because I mean, they persecuted people for being too confident, they persecuted Muhammad Ali for being too confident. They persecute uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather for being too confident. They, they persecute Conor McGregor for being too confident. But again, all these men are champions. All these men drew money. Mike Tyson, super confident, destroyer, drew money. But, but you, you want to point your finger, oh, he's too cocky. He's too brash. So there's no such thing. There's no such thing. Just because I believe in myself more than you do or other people do, that that makes me the bad guy? No, that makes you the bad guy. That makes you the hypocrite. That makes you the bigot. Don't point your well, finger at me and go, "Oh, oh, he doesn't. He's not playing by the rules." What rules?
1: Yeah, it, it kind of, you know, we've come a long way, but I just feel like your cockiness may get the best of you. Your you know, your newfound attitude may get the best of you. I mean,
0: you again, know, we You uh, call it cock you call it you call it cockiness. I'm calling it confidence. For what for once in my career, I am fully confident in my ability to be exactly who I am. And that's a champion. That's a money maker. That's a star. That's an entertainer. That's everything you you can think of. I am exactly who I am. So you call it cockiness. I'm
1: calling it being confident. Well I and I'm gonna mention this and this is kind of a, you know, a shooting range exclusive, first time being announced, uh, you know, and we really haven't discussed it much, but if come May you're still the UWO UWL champion, you'll be representing the UWL in Las Vegas at the Cauliflower Alley Club. Do you feel, you know, that's talent from all over the world uh are gonna be there? Do you feel like this attitude is the right attitude if you do make it there uh, to have.
0: What, what? Well, It's not a matter if, if I do. It's when I do. What better way to celebrate the Carter Robinson brand being the UWL champion than to showcase the skill set, to showcase the confidence, the cockiness, as you put it? What better showcase to, 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 to put that out there? What better platform to put that out there? Show the whole world what they've been missing, what they've been hiding from them. Promoters should be ashamed of themselves. Promoters should be ashamed of themselves for not giving the fans the, the opportunity to witness the Carter Robinson brand. If you're not trying to put Carter Robinson on your show, shame on you. Shame on you because now you, you are taking the opportunity out of your fans hearts, minds, souls, they are taking it away from them that they will not ever see the greatest wrestler in person until that wow. day. It's too late for them, and then they're going to have to just order it on pay-per-view. That's the only time they're going to be able to see it.
1: See, and and that's you know you called confidence. I'm calling it cockiness, and, and it seems like we're not going to agree on which one it actually is. But that's one thing that kind of worries me. Uh, going into Vegas is this kind of this attitude to have, this fullness of yourself. You know, the last thing I want is is my title being held by someone uh, from outside the company. Uh, so that's I'm, I'm kind of
0: worried. The one that that's that's one thing you can rest your pretty little head on. That that's never going to happen. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you have a brand as your champion. You, you keep trying to put me in this bubble as, a, as another cocky wrestler, as another brash wrestler, as another uh, indie guy that talks too much or whatever it is you want to call it. This is the first time that a brand is the champion of a promotion. You have a machine behind the UWL. So walking in to Vegas as UWL champion – walking out of Vegas as UWL champion. Hey, you never know. UWL champion may just have a couple of more titles with him that weekend as he's getting back on the plane to fly home. We might have to leave a couple of minutes, a couple of hours early to get through get through security clearance because we're gonna be carrying around too I'm gonna to be carrying around too much gold. I might have to buy another suitcase while I'm out there just to fit the other titles in.
1: See so your goal Obviously is to go there And collect even more Titles
0: Collect more titles Because that's all It's going to do Is help me draw more money That's all it is It's a money grab UWL UWL championship Was the first The Ohio heavyweight championship In underground wrestling Was the second Hell I, I may even go and, and and put my name Back in the hat for the UXWA title uh, come, come the Slam of mania Maybe I Maybe I do Maybe I don't I had their title I didn't really want, I didn't want the title. I was That's when I was being brash. That's when I was being arrogant. I didn't want that title. That that was an arrogant indie wrestler who lost the title towards your brown, to, to a brown. Because I got too cocky, got too arrogant. Said, but you learn from your mistakes. You got to leave that person in the past. And that's who that person was. Camel Josh Emanuel was a cocky, arrogant indie guy who couldn't get booked who no one wanted to touch with a 10-foot pole. But Carter Robinson is a brand. I'm not just a wrestler. I'm not just a sports entertainer.
1: So where, is some, where are some of the places coming up that fans can see uh, the Carter Robinson brand uh, for themselves
0: in action? Well, their first opportunity is going to be Slamamania, Brooklyn, Ohio. For UXWA, that is going to be the first opportunity they get to see Carter Robinson in action, live and in living color. So purchase your tickets now. You can go to UXWA uh, Entertainment on Facebook. Tickets are on sale. You can buy tickets at the door. Address is going to be 4470 Ridge Road, Brooklyn, Ohio. That show is at 7 p.m. bell time, March six I'm sorry, March the eighteenth. It'll be the first opportunity okay. that you get to take a that you get to take a look at the new and improved brand of wrestling. That is Carter Robinson.
1: All right, so you got that coming up. Uh you know of course you I'm sure you have a few more things coming up uh with with WWE obviously you never know when you're going to pop yeah, up on there we've seen you in plenty of uh different positions there there's things,
0: there's there. things with the, there's things with WWE there's a uh, a new opportunity that popped up with uh with CMLL and AAA just kind of waiting to hear back from uh from that there's uh, another opportunity to uh go to India this year uh, there's a couple of opportunities in Canada that uh, may pan out. As I said, it, it, the line is starting to get long. People are interested in the Carter Robinson brand, and, and rightfully so. They should be. They should be. And 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 if you're a promoter out there listening, you should be interested in the brand as well. You should want to see what this will do for your for your company. You should want to see how this will turn a profit. Not only will I make money, you you'll make money too. Just by having the brand on, on, your, on your show. Like I said, I don't need to be your champion to make you money. I just need to be there. Just having that brand associated with your, with your company is what's going to push you through the stratosphere.
1: And now, uh, where, now where can promoters, fans, or anyone else that are interested in learning more about the Carter brand, the Carter Robinson brand, uh, where can they find you online on social media or what have
0: you? everything that you can find me on Carter Robinson brand type in geek fighter on Twitter geek fighter on Instagram and follow on those two platforms. You can go to Facebook and just type in Carter Robinson. The first page pops up. You'll see the face. You'll see the name. You'll see the brand. That's where you can get all the information.
1: All right. And we're, uh, we're in February right now. What does the rest of the year hold for the
0: Carter brand? I mean, just kind of wait and see be a part of it that's what I can tell you just be a part of it be a part of the brand
1: and I must say you know you answer a lot of questions tonight but you left a lot of things unanswered uh, but I guess time will tell what is in store for the Carter brand uh, going forward
0: did, did, you, did you not just hear me man what, what, what are you doing over there stay tuned There's more to come. There's more to come. But you got to be a part of the brand. Follow the brand. And always remember, be yourself. But if you got a choice, you should be Carter Robinson.
1: There you go. And like you said, you can catch him at a UXWA uh, coming up. Uh, He is also the underground champion, uh, underground wrestling Ohio champion. Is that correct?
0: Yes. Are you, do you have like cotton in over there what's
1: going on over there i'm i'm just repeating you know i'm making sure uh, to get the point across here i'm trying to help you out like i have uh your whole career um
0: oh, oh really really you, you helped me my whole yeah okay
1: let, right. let's just call let's just call a spade a spade here that you know every our our kind of lives have always intersected within this business uh like I said earlier, the reason you had that RAW championship when you had it was because of me, whether you admit it or not. So,
0: yeah, if you, if you, if you say so. Yeah, all, all I know is now is you should be thanking me that I am part of the UWL. You should be thanking me that I'm your champion. You should be thanking me that I'm, I'm mentoring your tag team champions and pushing your company through the roof. That's what you should be doing.
1: And like you said, he is the UWO champion for now. Uh, for more information on UWO, you can go to com. We have some uh, huge announcements coming up as well as uh, a future opponent for you that uh, you're cocky, who may just match you in cockiness, uh, but he may be able to back it up just a little more uh, than There's you can, no but one only time will There's no one out there tell. that can
0: match my confidence. There's no one that's more. That, that's, it don't matter who you match me up with, Okay. No one, no one is going to take that title off I me. Mean, no one. Doesn't matter who it is.
1: But we're not going to – I don't think we're going to give it away a, a quite yet. We may we may give a little hint about it uh, coming up here soon, but I do have someone lined up um, that you may not have that boast of confidence that you have right now uh, once time comes.
0: You call it what you want, man. I, I'm gonna keep being me. I'm gonna keep being the the phenomenal brand that I am, and and like I said I'm gonna keep being the, the UWL champion until I see fit. Until I until I decide to hand that title over to somebody, because that's how it's on. That's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have to just give it up. I'm just gonna have to hand it over to somebody, because somebody's gonna beat me for it. You know that. You gotta know that deep down inside. You gotta know that. You said it yourself. This is a different side you've never seen before.
1: That is very correct. It is definitely a different side. Uh, I'm not quite sure I'm liking this side of you uh, from my own, from a friendship level that we that we once had or, or a business level that we're on now. Uh, you know, this, this attitude kind of, I first called, you know, at the show uh, when you won the title uh, in a rather – not right way, I would say. Uh, you
0: say it was a strategic what is the, way. What is the right way? What, what is the right way? There's only one way to do it. There's a Carter Robinson way of doing it. That's the only way it should be done. And that's how it got done. I use a strategy I honestly... to become champion. A strategy to become champion. I'm going to re- continue to be champion due to my skill set. Well, I think sometimes it's hard you got to kind of... not that hard to comprehend. It's not that hard to comprehend a strategy got me the title. I have a strategy to keep the title. And I got a strategy to keep me as champion as long as I see fit. And a skill set to back it up. It's not that hard.
1: You, I guess we're not uh we're not going to agree on that one. Um I will let everyone know that you know, the title will be defended uh coming up here very soon. Um you know, I, I don't think I'm ready to tell you who your opponent is going to be. I kind of think I want to make you wait uh, for yeah, a can, little can, bit. All,
0: all the stall packages you want ain't going to work. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can line any bum up you want, line them up. I'm going to continue to knock them down. I'm going to continue to be champion. I'm going to continue to draw money. I'm going to continue to beat Carter Robinson. And there's nothing you can really do about it other than to just keep feeding feed, feed the feed the machine feed the machine feed the meter right. keep the game
1: well, full. I, I can't say I've. Uh, it's been an interesting chat. Um, we will see what the future holds for the Carter Robinson brand. Uh, you know, you have titles to defend uh you know so we'll see you know especially I'm, I'm interested to see what happens come you know vegas time come may uh you know to see if you will be making that trip or if possibly looking forward to it uh,
0: looking forward to it you po- UW, champions already got the hotel booked he's got the flight i'm ready i'm ready
1: well i the
0: money sp- the money spent the money spent the money to be made I'm ready
1: well, I guess uh, I actually got word that from my board of directors who are listening to the show that we can give a, a little hint of who your opponent's going to be uh, come come the next UWL show. Uh, the date will be announced within the next few weeks. Uh, but your opponent has been lined up for that show. Um, Great. Do you care to, you care to know who it is? Would you, would you, Would you like to know who it is?
0: Perfect. Let, let, let it out. Let the world be done. who's well, the I, first victim. Let them know who's I, the first victim. Who, who's going to be the first one exposed? Who did you Who did you per, pull out of, out of obscurity to bring in to be exposed?
1: Personally, I don't know who it is. I haven't been. I'm, I'm not privy to that information yet. Uh, that was done by the board of directors, but they did send me a, a clip to play, uh, just just to let you know who it's going to be. Um, I haven't clip- listened to. I haven't listened to it either, so I guess we're going to find out together who you will be defending that title against next. Mister
0: Kennedy. Well, that really—that another another obscure bum you. You bring in a washed up bum against the Carter Robinson brand against the UWL champion? This is what the board of directors thinks it has. It has what it takes. Well, to I can beat, I, to I, beat the, young, the, the young hungry lion.
1: Well, I, I really? mean, I can I can't really – you know, that was the board of directors' decision. Um, I can't do nothing about that. I'm I'm very interested in seeing that match. I I think you're kind of uh, not giving
0: uh, Mr. Kennedy his credit. If if it is who I think it is, you got another old, washed-up bum who couldn't hack it, couldn't make it. His time is over. He's trying to troll and pick the indies, pick the bones get his paydays. He's exactly what's wrong. I got to put him out the pasture. That's all That's doing. All put him in his place, put him out the pasture, make sure he doesn't, doesn't pop his head up anywhere near the Carter Robinson brand ever again.
1: Well, I, I can't say I'm interested to see that as we wrap this show up, uh, but I am going to make one decision because once show time comes, it does fall in my realm to make these decisions and I can tell you that both Jackson Cade and Lex Vegas will not be a lot at ringside. And if they do somehow happen to come to ringside or interfere in any way in the match, you will lose the title then and there. Uh, so you will have to prove yeah, yourself need, by yourself.
0: Don't need, them, don't need them to be in, the, in the ringside. Uh, tr- trust me, the, the title's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And we, no matter what kind of will, what bum, you, whatever washed up bum you guys want to bring in.
1: We will see uh, when the time comes, I am sure. Uh, we will actually be doing a live podcast the night of that show. Uh, so we'll get your you know, opinions before and after the show and see if you still are a champion. But it is time to wrap this show up. I do appreciate you coming on, even though you had a, a little bit of an ego yeah, to you. That's a, it was, that's you. know,
0: about nice. time you start thanking me for being here.
1: You know, I always appreciate when someone takes their time, even though even if they do take too much of mine. So it was a pleasure in a way speaking with you tonight. I appreciate you being on the debut show. I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future where you either be celebrating your title, re- retaining your title, or you'll be crying about of losing you're it. Gonna
0: have me, of course, you're going to have me back on the show. It's the only way you're going to draw any followers. You're going to get any money behind this thing. You got to put the star on. It should be the shooting range with the Carter Robinson brand. That should be the name of the show. I guarantee you get more followers.
1: We'll have to run that by the producer. Once again, you can find him on uh, Twitter and Instagram, the Geek Fighter. Uh, you can, or just Geek Fighter, I believe.
0: Underscore 84. Do you, are you, look, listen, people. Underscore Geek Fighter underscore 84. Twitter, Instagram. Go to the Facebook. Type in Carter Robinson. The brand will pop up. The name, the face, the place. And that's where you can find everything else.
1: All right. So we got that coming up. He's got UXW8. I do your
0: your job better than you do. I do your job better than you you, do.
1: Well, you're you're your biggest fan, so I I I expect you would notice that. I hope the
0: producers are listening. I hope the producers are listening. You see how I just did that? That's what you need on this show to make it marketable. The shooting range with Carter Robinson. I like the way that sounds. We should
1: make that happen. We'll, we'll see about that. And we may have to have you back as a co-host from now on. But the we I mean do have to...
0: Host. As the host.
1: Well, you know. Go ahead. Say it. We'll the host. Go ahead, we'll, we'll have to work out the fine print on that one, but we do have to wrap it up. Our, my producer's giving me the countdown in my ear. It was a pleasure, as always, uh, to talk to you and catch up with you again. Uh, you know, you may be here uh, permanently, I hope for my sake you're not, uh, but we will see. We will be back next Saturday ni- or next Sunday night. We'll move to our, our permanent time slot of 8 o'clock p.m. on Sunday nights. Uh, I appreciate you being with us and UXWA coming up. Check out everything on his Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out his MySpace. I'm sure he still has that. He's a little behind the times. So I'm thank, serious. You, for, serious. thank well. you for being with us. That's all the time we have. We will see you again uh, next week.